show number 132 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. That's my communicator. <laughs> my iPhone is a communicator and Captain Kirk talks. Who is this? <laughs> Here. Yeah, you and me. Look at sexy. I know, very, very uh, low. Space, the final frontier. I like the spooky music. It just plays this in the background, kind of randomly. Wow. Captain, impulses that direction. Very weak, possibly a survivor. Two to beam up, Scotty. Kirk Enterprise, 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 come in. Kirk Enterprise. Kirk Enterprise. Enterprise. I like Enterprise. that. Let's see, there's a few more. machine noises. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. <laughs> That's also good. I think those are it for the sound effects. Um, let's see if I can get it to do that one thing that I wanted to. So just in case people were wondering what the hell we're talking about, I went and I bought that uh, that app for the iPhone for um, Star Trek. So this is the one that's sanctioned by CBS. All the clips are real and everything. So some of my $2 went to Paramount at some point. Well, what I love about it is that you actually have to do the flipping motion. Yes, to get it to open up. Yes. And then, you you know, when you're looking at it, the thing is spinning around. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. So, um the, the thing is, you can make a phone call on it. You can actually use it okay. as a pad. So you can dial it, and it makes these cute little beeping noises. And then if you have to backspace, it goes like this. <laughs> that's serious. <laughs> I think that's really funny. Mm -hmm. Just random, random spooky noises. And let's see if I can get it to do the thing I wanted it to do. And you can leave it that way so that it's just got the, the mm -hmm. communication. And then it beeps. See, that's what I want for my ringtone. Oh, yeah. So it would be like a real communicator noise. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how to do that. I've been looking all over the web for this noise, not any of the other noises, to make my ringtone. Oh. Someone will do it. Eventually. Someone will do it, yes. Yeah. And then you have to get out of it because it will just keep doing this. <laughs> yeah. Which is a little bit annoying. Make it stop. Okay, uh -oh. it's gone now. Okay, That's well, right. that is very, very so cool. So that was a well-spent $2. That yeah. Was pretty I, now I have Captain Kirk's voice with me, and I can listen to it whenever I want to. Saying Kirk Enterprise. <laughs> I like that. It's very sexy. It is. He sort of takes this lower register. I'm trying uh -huh. to remember. I sort of have a memory He's of... seducing the ship. ...of what episode that's from. It was, uh, I don't know, it might have been Trouble with Tribbles or something. I forget, uh -huh. but... I like it. It's good. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yep. Well, just so everybody knows, um, although Lena has this communicator, we are talking to each other live. Oh, we I are. I am still in still California. Here. Still here. But I had a great idea for you listeners. We could do like an office pool where you pick which day Kitty actually leaves California for good. <laughs> and... There'll be a prize. I don't know what. That would be a good idea. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's just throw it the open. The bye-bye kitty pool. Oh, kind of like hello kitty, but bye-bye kitty. kitty. We'll put it on the blog, and people can pick a day. And then it, it has to be the day 
that you actually get on the plane to fly to Chicago for real. For for good, for yes. Good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. That'll be great. All right. So the contest is now open. Boom. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we have lots of stuff to talk about, yes. and uh, I have called up almost none of it on my computer, so okay. you're the program director. All right, well, let's see what we have on, on our plate right here. Um, we just watched a couple of clips of Bill at Comic-Con. Um, we're recording this the weekend of Comic-Con, well in advance of when you're going to hear it, and Bill's been there, of course, promoting stuff, um, promoting shit my dad says, and then he flew a helicopter out to an aircraft carrier <laughs> to promote MyOuterSpace.com. Not quite sure what those two things have to do with each other, but, you know, he did it. And the interesting thing to me is everything I read about it when it was coming up was it said he is piloting yeah. the helicopter. He's not just riding along. Maybe. So, um, and landing it on an aircraft carrier. I don't know if they would really let him land a helicopter on an aircraft carrier. He is Bill. He's Bill, but I, I just... I don't know if they would let him do that. Yeah. You know, those are expensive, the aircraft carriers. And the helicopter. And the helicopter. <laughs> and Bill's worth a pretty penny himself. Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe when they say piloting, he sat next to the pilot, and the pilot let him take the controls for about 30 seconds. And then said, okay, that's enough. Maybe so. You maybe know, so. Like when you're on a boat. And they let the kids pilot it with the captain standing right there, yeah. ready to grab the wheel. And we're going in a nice straight line, really slow. <laughs> all right, Junior, take the wheel. All right, that's enough. Yeah, it's like the episode of The Office where they all go on this, you know, this cruise boat, you know, one like mm -hmm. where you go out on the bay for three hours or something. And Dwight is so annoying. So Captain Jack, who's played by Rob Riggle, um, says, hey, you want to drive the boat? And he takes him to, you know, the mm -hmm. wheel. And it's at the front of the boat. And... and Dwight doesn't know this is a fake wheel that does nothing. <laughs> and so he's like, don't bother me. I'm driving the boat. <laughs> That's great. So maybe they gave Bill fake controls. Fake controls. They might have done that. Yeah. He would have enjoyed it. Yes, he would have. Um, he looked great oh, he in the videos great. we watched. Yes, he's <gasps> wearing a, a three-piece suit uh, yeah. with a little white vest, and he looked really good. I was saying he looked a little sunburned. You mentioned he has been doing a lot of horse shows recently. Yeah, this is horse show season. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't surprise me. Um, but, yeah, he looked great, and there he is. And he was actually quite funny with that one guy who was asking if he'd been at Comic-Con before. Yes. And he just clearly had no idea, so he cobbled together a funny little answer. Well, I liked his, his uh, interview with the, the first interview we watched where the guy said, so how did this show, Bleep My Dad Says, come about? And Bill's going, well, they came to me and said, there's this Twittering, and a million and a half people are, are Twittering the, the stuff this guy's dad says, and it, it needs to be a show, and we want you to play the father. <laughs> like, and then he wraps it up by saying, and that was what was really important to me, the Twittering. <laughs> yeah, the Twittering <laughs> made it important. <laughs> like he even knows what it means. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. <laughs> Although, I have to say, he, he tweeted some funny stuff to um, Leonard recently uh -huh. that actually looked like he might have said it. He didn't type it. No, but, no, no, But no, I no. think he might have said it. So I'll have to try to find that. Um, he got a, a minion to. He got a minion to His do Twitter it. minion. His twit. His twit. His tweeter. <laughs> <laughs> Something. I don't know. Anyway, 
Um, so that that was really quite amusing. Um, and he's been. What the hell is this aftermath thing that he keeps talking about? Do you have any idea what that well, is? Well, yeah, it's what it's it? it's a, a, another. Um, it's sort of like interview show. Yeah. And what he's doing is he's he's going to people who were in the the public eye, like for one specific thing, like Bernard Getz, I believe, is one oh, of really? them. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, the, the subway shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and finding out what has happened to them since then and how this, you know, changed their lives or, or whatever. Well, that is so, interesting. So, you know, at least he's doing, from the list I saw, and I do remember Bernard Getz, um, newsworthy people, not, you know, the person who came in third on Survivor mm -hmm. or you know, the the reality show people, at least it's not at that level, which, yeah. <laughs> so that's what Aftermath is. Okay. Well, that sounds like it might be worth watching. Mm -hmm. That would be good. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm just scrolling very quickly here through the group More Shatner, which always has good stuff. Now, um, those two articles that um, we, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe you didn't see this one. So the first one that someone had posted was... Um, the thing about betrayal. Yes. So. Uh, and that was posted by Tinterera. That was posted by Tinterera. And that was really weird. Yes. It was a very strange. strange interview. Everybody should go read it because there's some interesting stuff in there. Um, but we were talking about this the other day and I was saying, I, I just thought it was a little weird at that time, um, was when Star Trek was still on, that NBC clearly wanted him to do this sort of thing and cooperated in that. He's wearing his toupee and he mm -hmm. looks incredibly well-groomed, so... They obviously had a hair and makeup person there to make him look good for the photo shoot, which is not something that um, networks typically do when, you know, they send people on junk. It's like Bill's doing now where mm -hmm. he's going around and talking, but it's not like the star inviting the person into their home and the whole thing is sponsored by the show that they're on at the moment. I don't think that really well, happens as Well, okay, much. it could be he's wearing the stolen toupee mm -hmm. and that he might have hired somebody or slipped the, the makeup costume person um, some money to make him look good because from what I know of of back then and the movie magazines this sort of access was not unusual mm -hmm. where they came into your home and, and took photos and I'd say from the things he's saying and he certainly says nothing uh, derogatory about the show and uh, I hardly even mentions the show that there was obviously not a um, a Desilu or whoever flack there to right. uh, to coach him or say don't don't print that you know it's it's a very personal interview and it's a very strange interview it is I, I and and I love Tinjarira's comment did he actually think this was going to help his marriage <laughs> talking about betrayal and, and what a trap marriage is and oh, wow. and all the adventures you can have as a bachelor very very strange yeah very strange very weird but he does. He doesn't really get into the details about the betrayal. No, he doesn't. I yeah. I would like to know more about that. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe. All right. I'm sorry. I'm also frantically looking for these funny tweets from Bill to read. Oh, okay. Well, also in that article, and you and I discussed it at lunch. Um, he mentions the death of his father. Yes. So let's spend a few minutes talking about that as well. Okay. Because maybe people who are listening have better information than my very, very faulty memory. As I was just saying to you a minute ago, it's gotten to the point where 
every time I have to remember a new thing, it pushes an old thing out of my head. And I have been experiencing that for some time. But, and But, you know, there's a fun aspect to it that I will tell you about. Is somebody who has known you for a long time will bring up something really funny that happened, and you can enjoy it all over again because you totally forgotten. Yeah. And that's fine. That's yes. totally fine. Yes. So, uh, so anyway. about Bill and his dad, it's, it's interesting that I am aware of at least two different versions of the story of when he decided to become an actor. Mm -hmm. And one is, um, is that his, his father, I don't know, you know, my memory's faulty too. I don't, I don't specifically remember if this was done out of anger or disappointment or anything, but that his father did not support him in yes. this, mm -hmm. um, either financially or emotionally. But then Bill has also, specifically in his autobiography up till now, Misa Horny, um, said that his father accepted it and put his dreams for Bill aside and, and just told him, you know, don't be a hanger-on. You've mm -hmm. got to, you know, work for whatever you're going to 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 make of this. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's like a positive spin to the story, and there's also been a negative spin to the story. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, I've read so many different things on Bill, but um, I have come away with the impression that he had this very complicated relationship with his father. Mm -hmm. He was the only son, mm -hmm. so I'm sure many expectations were piled on him. Mm -hmm. And then he chose this career that his father did not approve of or, or hadn't planned for him to have. And uh, you, I don't know, the way he was so devastated by his father's death, I mean, the, there was kind of a pile on there, these, these events that, you know, mm -hmm. his father died, he and Gloria divorced, um, Star Trek was canceled, and, and he had no money. Mm -hmm. And I think most people who are fans of Bill know there was this 10-year this lost years where, you know, he was doing anything anybody offered him. And a, a, a good friend of mine described a lot of those roles as feed-the-family roles, mm -hmm. you know, that he was going to meet those obligations. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would be curious to know what their relationship was as he was growing up. Mm -hmm. You know, was his father a real strict disciplinarian and um, maybe cold towards him or, or whatever? You know, why, why was having his father's approval something that was that important to him and I think still kind of haunts him? Yeah, I think so. And I, I was saying, <laughs> I, I seem to remember, and, and I didn't have time to dig out the book, but reading an account of um, when his father died, they were in the middle of shooting Devil in the Dark, and mm -hmm. he had to leave and fly there. And I, I seem to remember reading somewhere that he hadn't spoken to his father for quite a while before that happened, that they had their relationship had become really distant mm -hmm. for whatever reason. I don't know. So when he died, it was, you know, doubly upsetting because, of course, you know, parent passing away, but then there was so much stuff that they hadn't talked about and mm -hmm. hadn't been close, and having to go back and face it all was, you know, that much harder for him than it would be for someone who really was, you know, close to their parents like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering if I'm making that up or I really did read that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, he also had that, you know, self-imposed stress of, 
wanting to get on with Star Trek and not wanting to disrupt the shooting schedule mm -hmm. and everything because him not being there would have made a huge difference and the episode would have been late. So yeah. he didn't have that much time to go and do this incredibly important thing and felt like when he came back, he had to keep that stiff upper lip and just get on with the show and, you know, turn in the same performance that he had been turning in the week mm -hmm. before when everything was fine. Well, and something occurs to me, um, I mean, more and more photos of Bill are always turning up. And he certainly is, like, one of the most photographed people in the world. And people who have older photos of him, you know, post them or, or you know, sell them or whatever. I cannot remember ever seeing a picture of him with his father where he's an adult. I think that's right. Yeah. I've never seen one. I never. Now, it's, it's quite possible that family members... Um, I don't know if his sisters are still alive or his daughters and stuff have these, mm -hmm. and they have no reason to, to share them with the public. Mm -hmm. And certainly in the days when he was, you know, more hungry for publicity and did supply family photos to magazines mm -hmm. and things like that, he doesn't do that anymore. But it's just interesting that there is nothing. It's true, especially because he was famous at a time when it was, I think, a little more common for stars to be photographed with their parents at events. You yeah. know, like if it was a premiere, a movie premiere, or getting an award, or, or mm -hmm. something like that. It was like, oh, and, you know, here's so-and-so with their cute little parents, and aren't they proud? And well, and you never hear stories of, like, his parents or his sisters visiting the set. Now, granted, you know, it was a, a distance to travel mm -hmm. from Montreal to Hollywood at the time, but... I don't know. I mean, I've never seen pictures of, um, or even heard about his parents ever at, like, a premiere of a show that he did on mm -hmm. Broadway. That's not that far from Montreal. Yeah. So did they ever go to see him when he was on stage, I wonder? I don't know. Or at any of the movies, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Presumably his mother has passed away. Do you remember reading when that happened? Does he mention that in Lisa Horney? I don't she, remember she'd be like a hundred years old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she, she's gone. Um, I believe he was the youngest, though, right? His sisters are both older than he is. Okay. So I don't know if either of them are still around. Mm, I don't know. We should have looked on the, that um, family tree that we were talking oh, about. Yeah, well, I don't know if it, it gave death dates for him. Well, anyway, if anybody out there has more information about Bill and his dad, we'd like to know about that. Yeah pretty interesting topic I think. well and this is the thing I think Bill is, is is a very interesting person beyond being an entertainer and being funny and outrageous and everything I think he's he's got some real depth there that has never really been explored and you know so he writes up till now and he reveals a certain amount and mm -hmm. and things like this but I don't think he's a, a topic that has been um, treated seriously, like mm. as a, a serious biographer, or even a person writing a, a, a thoughtful, serious biographical magazine article mm -hmm. might do. Yeah, I think that's right. There's so much to Bill. Mm -hmm. There really is. Um, here's the tweet that I wanted to read. Oh, just, okay. Just to give you an idea of Bill's depth. <laughs> okay. Nimoy, sure, make me look like a fool for saying that. Go ahead. Nimoy had tweeted him something about um, the bike. Oh, yes. I can't remember exactly what it was. And Bill replies to him, Bike thief here, I stole your three-wheeler because I wanted to give you independence. <laughs> My best, Bill. <laughs> bike thief here. 
why you're three-wheeler. <laughs> that's pretty clever. So, see, that's why I think he might have actually written that himself. Mm -hmm. Because that sounds like the kind of thing he would do. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now I wanted to just talk briefly about the stupid fake picture. Oh, okay. Just, All right. Just because. Okay, I have I have this up, there, and we are not going to publish this picture. No. Or link to it or anything. It's you can go so find stupid. it. So stupid. Um, someone, a, a new person to the Shatner BBS, posted. Very nicely, I mean, not a creepy person at all, saying he had bought this photo for $10 at a garage sale. And he was wondering if the autograph was genuine. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is a photo of, now big scare quotes, Bill <laughs> and a dolphin. Uh -huh. And it's autographed William Shatner. And it looks nothing, nothing, nothing like Bill. No. And nothing like his autograph. No. So, you know, a bunch of people, including me, said, you know, I have autographs of Bill that were signed in my presence. So, you know, I think I know what they look like, and this does not look like it. And then somebody pointed out, that's not even a picture of Bill. Well, here's how stupid I am. My first thought on seeing it is, okay, if you were going to fake William Shatner's signature, why would you do it on a picture that's not even of him? <laughs> But apparently this person believes that is a picture of Bill, <sighs> and no matter what is, you know, pointed out, and one of the... Uh, so not a picture of Bill. Yeah, one of the fan club members who had gone to this year's uh, Shatner weekend mm -hmm. posted a beautiful picture that she had taken of Bill, and if you look very closely, one of the things that is really, really different is the shape of the ears. Oh, yeah. And that's something you, you just can't fake. Oh, and P.S., dude in the picture has an earring. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Bill doesn't have earrings. Right. So, but the guy said, well, this is the story that um, the, the lady who sold him the picture uh -huh. told him and, and that she had witnessed all this, but that um, initially all he told us was Bill was on the end of a three-day bender, uh -huh. and right after the picture was taken, he threw up on the <laughs> dolphin. Uh-huh. Well... So you know, here's the rest of the story. Here's the rest of the story. The funny thing is, to me... The last is, bit. <laughs> yeah, is no matter how many people said, okay, that's not a picture of Bill. Luckily, you only paid $10. Give it up. Then this person posts. Do you want me to read this? Oh, sure. Okay. You, you can skip the, the really... Okay. Oh. The sweet older woman that I bought it from was extremely sincere when apprising me of the events surrounding Bill's three days of extreme drunkenness. Apparently... Bill was on vacation a few years ago. She claimed that she spotted Bill at more than one watering hole in increasingly progressive states of inebriation as the evenings went on. It doesn't say what she was doing. Yeah. Stalking him, maybe. This allegedly occurred three nights in a row, and on the third and final evening, now it's like a fairy tale, yeah. <laughs> Bill was downing, as this woman claimed she had counted, 16 Perrier cranberry juice and Grey Goose vodkas over the course of three hours, oh. that's more than five drinks an hour, before the bartender had to shut him off. He then asked the bartender if he knew who he was. I think this drunk asked the bartender that because... He didn't know yeah, who he was. I'm, okay. sure, I'm sure. The next morning at the 8.30 a.m. photo shoot is when the dolphin, initial cap, dolphin, <laughs> allegedly got in the way after the picture was taken. Bill was allegedly extremely apologetic after he vomited. <laughs> 
and even tried to hug the dolphin before slipping into the pool himself. <laughs> he was still pickled from the night before, no question about it. Apparently, the pool and the dolphin had to be cleaned and sanitized the whole nine yards. How do you sanitize a dolphin? <laughs> What, do you rub it down with alcohol or put it in a microwave? No, you wash it with Dawn, just like when oh, there's an oil spill. You sanitize a dolphin. Get out of here. You rub Please. it with Purell. And the, the dolphin now refuses to do celebrity photo shoots <laughs> under any circumstances. I am done with this. <laughs> the woman did point to the clear B on the bracelet as further evidence that it's Bill Shatner, as the bracelet served as a name tag. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Oh, wait, there is more. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Well, though. I was going to say, yeah, that's why you see so many rock stars with their own names tattooed, like, on their arms. It's so they don't forget who they are. That's they right. Up, you know, like, who am I again? Oh, that's right. I'm, I'm Sting. I'm I'm <laughs> to top it all off, the yard sale was in York Beach, Maine. I hear that Bill has been known to vacation in that area from time to time. No one can deny that if the story this woman told me is true, that isn't a picture of William Shatner. There's too many negatives in that. There's yeah. like four negatives. You know what I think? I think this is Sarah Palin posting. <laughs> We have to repudiate it. Yes, um, we have to repudiate so this. So here's the thing that this brings up in my mind. <laughs> what? So there's a guy out there who is a William Shatner impersonator, not professionally, but he's found a nice little sideline pretending that he's Bill because maybe he gets his drinks for free, he gets to go to these photo shoots, women will sleep with him, pretending that he's William Shatner. But he looks nothing like him. He looks enough like him that two people are convinced that it is William Shatner. <laughs> is what I'm saying. People believe it. These two people believe it. Well, I'm, I'm wondering about that. The, the woman who sold the photo. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. Can we kind of assume that after Bill apologized and fell in the pool and went off to be sanitized himself, that he didn't hang around, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Okay, but this picture does not look like a Polaroid. No, it looks like a, a nice 8 by 10 Right. So are we supposed to believe that there was time to process this and everything and uh, print it out and then get drunk, wet Bill to sign it? I don't know. I don't know. I think this woman just had this picture, and somebody looked at it at a strange angle and said, you know, that kind of looks like William Shatner. So she came up with this big, stupid story to make 10 lousy bucks. Here's the other thing. Okay. If you look at the signature, yeah. Shatner isn't spelled right. Oh, really? No. Was it at two T's? No, <laughs> it's got one T, but the, 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 the marks that follow it are not an N. <laughs> I didn't know how to spell Shatner. <laughs> the reason I even wanted to bring this up is because... I have read a couple stories recently about people who impersonate celebrities um, for the hell of it, essentially. Uh-huh. Because it gets them things like free drinks and free meals and a little bit of adulation from people. And they don't pick big celebrities uh -huh. like Brad Pitt or something like right. that. They pick lesser-known celebrities, and people aren't really quite sure. Now, this is different because Yeah, Bill's Bill. a big celebrity. But the two that I remember reading about um, were... The guy who was ripping off um, people in Oakland by pretending he was one of the Temptations. 
and I can't remember which one, of oh, course. Oh, I never heard about and, this. You know, the guy bore a, somewhat of a resemblance to that guy, but, you know, shut up in a limo and was, like, had enough cash and was buying drinks for people and mm-hmm. eventually managed to scam people out of quite a bit of money. And he's done it before, too. This is just his thing. That's what he does. Right. He gets free hotel rooms and free meals and people comp him admissions to nightclubs. It's just that's what he does. And he loves it. Mm-hmm. He's like a pathological impersonator. The other one, and this was hilarious to me, and of course I have a personal interest, was the guy who was impersonating Mike Nesmith. <laughs> In Australia. In Australia. Did he have an Australian accent? He was an Australian man, but apparently he had managed to get rid of enough accent that he could pass himself of all the people that you would <laughs> pretend to be. Well, if that's who you look like, you got to go with that. You, you go can't say, I would much rather impersonate Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. But unfortunately, I look like Mike Nesmith. So that's what he did. So he was going around Australia. Um, <laughs> Setting people up for investing in things, I don't know, but scamming money off of people and getting free drinks and free restaurants and free hotels and stuff. Now, scam artists for a long time have have always Mm name-dropped famous people. But this is the first I've heard of them actually claiming to be them. Yeah, and, and eventually he was arrested. I mean, claiming to be a real person, like yeah. claiming to be, as this, this one guy, Clark, somebody or other, did... Um, Pretending to be one of the Rockefellers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. A fictional Rockefeller, but... Yeah. No, this was, this was what this guy was doing, and he did it for quite a while. And, uh, you know, he's a con artist, and he pretended to be other people before that. And eventually, <laughs> the law caught up with him, and he went to jail. And, but, and to impersonate someone who's alive, you know, yeah. who, who could come and say, that's not me. <laughs> I'm me. They're not me. Right, right. But he did it in Australia, figuring, I guess, it was far enough away... And, you know, Mike Nesmith is sort of famously reclusive at this point. Uh-huh. So he doesn't go to Australia. He doesn't go anywhere. He just never so leaves like Santa Cruz So it's like Clifford Irving in the Howard kinda, Hughes kinda biography. Kind of like that. Kind of like that. So anyway, I just thought that was so funny out of all the people to pick. <laughs> so that's when, when you were telling me So this. part of his impersonation includes getting super drunk. <laughs> Maybe he couldn't help that part. I don't know. But see, the thing is, maybe he was, you know, he decided to come to this town and pretend that he was Bill and went to a bar and maybe they really were giving him free drinks because he was Shatner. Or maybe people were buying him drinks because he was Shatner. They thought he was Shatner. And this woman was following him because she wants to bang Shatner. Because she thought he was Shatner. (laughs) It could happen. People believe what they want to believe. And she was at this this photo op where they said, hey, come have your picture taken with our dolphin, Bill. And Bill puked on it and fell in the pool. I don't know. Anyway, so I I will... I will err on the side of saying I think that this guy actually did this in an attempt to scam people into thinking he was Shatner for whatever his reasons were. Possibly hate I wonder, do you think it's that guy who is a, a William Shatner well, impersonator? see, it doesn't look like him. JT, whatever his yeah, name is. Yeah, Walsh. It, it, Walsh. It doesn't look like him. It really doesn't. Yeah. So just some other guy. Just some other guy. Some other guy who wanted free stuff and wanted to bang some women and thought... And wanted to kiss a dolphin. I could be Bill Shatner. Yeah. In my wildest dreams. <laughs> You know, and maybe it was the kind of thing where he just said, 
wonder if anyone would believe me if I said I was Bill Shatner. Like he kind of dared himself mm -hmm. to do it, and then he did. Well, you do hear of people who look so much like celebrities that people come up and say, yeah. you're, you're Jennifer Aniston. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not. Yeah, 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 yeah you are. are. And they finally end up giving them an autograph, writing Jennifer Aniston, yeah, just, just to get rid of them. Exactly. And maybe that had happened to this dude. Yeah. And so he just one night decided, you know what, I'm going to roll with this and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> see, in that case, I think Bill would actually sort of appreciate that, you know? <laughs> no, not the part that the guy got publicly drunk no, as no, him. Not that part, but the, the sort of, I'm going to do this little adventure just because mm -hmm. I want to see what happens. You know, that could make a very interesting movie. <gasps> yes. Kind of like being John Malkovich, yes. but not. My life as William Shatner. Yeah. That would be good. I think Bill should direct that movie. <laughs> and play the role. Yeah. And then he can have a scene where he meets the real William <laughs> Shatner. Played by... William Shatner. <laughs> no, see, it would be better if the real William Shatner was played by someone else. No, I think it's better if it's played you, by... Do you him. think so? And I'm sure Bill would agree. <laughs> I have no doubt that Bill would agree. <laughs> hey, maybe if we tell him it's a Twitter, he'll do it. Ah, Bill, this is based on a Twitter. Oh, yeah. That makes it important. I know what that is. <laughs> Actually, we should tell him it's a new technology called a flitter. <laughs> it's an IM. This is, this, this is a movie based on an internet message chat. <laughs> yeah. He knows what that is, right? <laughs> Elizabeth, what, what's, what's an IM? <laughs> Do you think he knows what a podcast is? No. 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 Even if you told him it was like an internet radio show, he wouldn't really get it. No. Well, he uses Twitter and he doesn't know what it is. Yeah. He uses a computer and he doesn't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Let's okay. wrap this up. I, I do want to say um, to people that I was watching TV the other night and the... Star Trek Futurama episode was on, and oh my God, it was so funny. It was the funniest thing ever. It really is. Everything about that episode is funny. One of my favorite parts, though, is where, you know, the alien is forcing them to perform his script, and, and Bill sitting in the chair, and he goes, and this is my ship that I love like a woman. Great. The whole thing. From well, the to thing end. is, too, that is so typically fanfic. Is yes. If there's any subtext, you play it on the top. Exactly. <laughs> you put it right out front. There's no such thing as subtext. Oh, oh, it was good. Everybody was really good in it, and Bill was excellent. Yes, it. yes. He, he was great. And Welshy. <laughs> and Walter being so, so cranky. Yeah. <laughs> Nuclear whistles. <laughs> Anyway, I just had to put in a plug for that. Yes, it's very funny. If you haven't seen it, it's called oh, Where No Fan Has Gone Before. Oh, it's great. Oh. <laughs> I had forgotten. You know, it's been a while. You and I watched it together, I think. Yeah, all, we did. Like five years ago or something. Mm -hmm. and I hadn't seen it since then. It's just... Oh, and, and, you know, like the best parodies of Star Trek, done with a huge amount of love. Mm -hmm. Because... There's no way they could have crammed in all those jokes if those guys don't know Star Trek backwards and forwards. Well, they've got Star Trek jokes in the show all the time anyway. Yes. And, and of course, the best part was that the whole court-martial to investigate this <laughs> thing was being headed by Zap Brannigan. Right, right. <laughs> well, um, when that was first on, 
or was rerun. Anyway, it was discussed on the, the Shatner BBS, uh -huh. and there was one person who you and I have some passing familiarity with, and I won't name names, but um, she was so offended by that episode oh. because of the scene where Star Trek had become like a religion, and uh, and they were sacrificing Trekkies by throwing Burning. them in a vol volcano. As, as they do all virgins. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And she was so upset and felt this was so offensive oh. and said, if it was Jews... You'd all be offended too. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can't even, you know, repudiate that yes. argument because it's so stupid. Oh, please. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they were really throwing Jews into a volcano. That would be offensive. That yes. would be offensive. I'd be highly offensive. Yeah. That. But Star Trek fans, not so much. <laughs> no. No, then it's funny. <laughs> and I'm a Star Trek fan. Yes. So. Okay. Oh. All right, let's take a break. Let's take a break. And then we'll do some other stuff. Where's my okay. cursor? Okay. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. What has Bill done for you lately? Comments to lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. Email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. This podcast recorded on a MacBook Pro with Audacity and GarageBand. This is TSFPN.com, the sci-fi podcast network. You've found the best podcasts in the universe. Hey guys, this is your audio editor here. I don't know what the fuck happened to Audacity, but something got very strangely messed up in the second half of the show. So I'm leaving it in there. Please just put up with the strange little glitches. Um, it doesn't get any better toward the end of the segment, but it is listenable as far as I can tell. I will try to have all this resolved by the next time around so you don't have to listen to this crap. Sorry. That music is the most exciting thing in it that is. show. It is. It absolutely is. Um, so we just watched one of the several things that I've downloaded via um, more Shatner, because people sting things. Um, this was an episode of Hawaii Five O, nineteen ninety-two, called "You Don't Have to Kill to Get," but it helps. That's a stupid title. First Especially, of all, yeah. Nobody got killed in this episode. Nobody got killed. There were dead people in it, but none of them actually got killed in the episode, right. which didn't make any sense. Um, I was going to be good. Well. And, and it wasn't. There Aww. was Bill in a bathing suit. Yeah, that's true. But his chest was shaved. His chest was shaved. But um, this was talky, and for all its talking, it made no sense. It made no sense. You know, I And it's just... a cop show, so shouldn't cop... I mean, they're cops, so they shouldn't need exposition police. I was just thinking, we've won several things that Bill has been in lately that involved sort of crime and plots, you know, the defenders and all that. We say the same thing after each one. Did you understand that? Yeah. What is it? I mean, is that a Bill thing? Just a drama thing where it's too complicated to actually understand the of the thing that we're supposed to be watching? Because I feel like we say that every time. I, think, I don't know. It, it... <laughs> just... I don't know. Well, that's from the era of TV, you know, where you had to get up to change channels. 
Yeah, that's true. So you the least objectionable thing. So it really did not matter what they put on. Yes, so. And I think that, is that also from that same era as um, the Kung Fu with No Fighting show? Yeah, I think so. Where they couldn't have actual mm -hmm. violence, which apparently in Hollywood you can't really have a story. <laughs> Let me read to you the plots at IMDb.com. Oh, thank you. I don't think it's going to help, but I'm going to okay. read it anyway. Oh, here it is. A sophisticated operation is blackmailing prominent visitors to Hawaii. One of the victims has told Tolliver, a private investigator, played by William Shatner, about his situation. Tolliver tells his friend that he'll work to get him free of the blackmailers. Okay, I got that much. Right. That part was pretty clear. Meanwhile, and this is the confusing part, a young woman has turned up dead, which brings Bo into the case. It turns out she was among numerous women used as bait, but she had become too hot to handle when one of the black men, blackmail victims suicide. Tolliver, meanwhile, there's two meanwhiles, so I'd point that out. That always a problem when you have more than one meanwhile in this plot synopsis of and all also, two of her victims had committed suicide. That's right. Yeah. Tolliver poses as a rich man to attract the attention of the blackmailers, but no intention of running the operation. Oh, sorry, but he has no intention in the operation. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. Um, Tolliver intend to take it over. Dun -dun. And that's it. That's the whole synopsis. Okay. Okay. Well, like all TV shows, um, it counted on you actually knowing nothing at all about it. Mm -hmm. Because you can apparently just go in and say you want a phone tap on every employee of this company. Yes. You'll just get it. And you'll just get it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I had... The five-minute criminals are making the calls you want. Well, yeah. And you're listening to them. You haven't even weighed... Through recordings, you're listening to them live. Yeah, or you're standing in front of the telex machine as the incriminating stuff is being printed out, like uh -huh. right there, right in front of you. Yeah. It's very specific. It's like, <laughs> I did that in Mystery Theater once. I mean, I might have mentioned this, but they um, they just, they wanted to buy, as in the movie that they had been watching that day, um, a rate got plot-specific news reports. <laughs> <laughs> God, I would so buy one of those. So whenever you turned on the radio... The news would be about the thing that was happening at a few directly. And that was all there was, just music and plot-specific news. A lot of people think that's what Facebook <laughs> is. Um, anyway, well, I have a, a bigger plot, a couple of plot things. That there were, I was making notes, so I just wanted okay. to get through some of the notes. Um, first, oh, you know, there was a woman in here, and she didn't even turn up in the cast list. You know, I, the one who was played by Donna Sachet. Yes. I don't know who that was. Same was Dolly. Okay. And she was listed... Was she? Credits, oh, I, I have to go back. But um, she wasn't anybody I'd ever heard of. Dolly. Jory Remus. Jory Remus. Drag queen. Uh, she was a promising comedian in the 1950s, performing in clubs. Whole bio here. Her career was badly damaged by personal problems, compounded by an erroneous report that she had died. <laughs> <laughs> Reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated. But what about the woman we thought we'd seen in Star Trek? I, I looked her up. She didn't do very much either. Okay. But, uh, yeah, Jory Remus, who was in a little bit of television, and that was it. So, anyway, she did look like me, though. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Positively. Um, so, she was in there. I both noticed that there was a lot of Batman influence in Y50. So, there was some Batman music, and then those quick cuts between things. Where it spins. The camera was, like, spinning around. <sighs> I felt like I needed some motion sickness yeah, yeah. There, so that was weird um let's see uh bill had a bad tooth i think we agreed it was the same when he had an impulse i think so and one of the things i was saying is instead of a part 
just had a huge recede yeah. back to, you know, almost the crown of his head. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And some of those clothes might have been ones that he wore in Impulse as well. Like maybe one from Hawaii Five O. I don't recognize the shirt. That was the fashion then, you oh, know? I don't know. Those clothes And Bill is bad. nothing but, if not fashionable. All right, so Impulse was 74, and this was 72, so he might have held on to some of those clothes. Might have, might have. He had a terrible accent. <gasps> Why do people allow him to do accents? Now, the thing is, he has done at least one good one. His German accent oh, is true. outstanding. That, but that was very on in his career, and I think but, he had good direction on that. Well, here's the, the, that's not the only time he's done it. Um, he plays Prefer in Little Women, mm -hmm. which was probably about the same time. Yes. And uh, I think we're getting a copy of that somehow. I ran across something online where someone was reviewing it, and they were saying his accent was like letter perfect. Wow. So that's one guess. All right. Well, he's good at that, but he sucks at doing a southern or western accent. It was all over the place, and he was saying things like divorce. Yeah. <laughs> So bad. Oh, yeah. Very, very bad. And, and the writing did not help. Oh, it was awful. It was it was talky. It didn't go anywhere. I, there were plots were explained several times, and yet they still weren't really clear. Mm -hmm. You know, if you came the same thing in three separate attempts, give up. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was bad. And for a cop, there was very little policing and even less action. There yeah. was no action. Well, this was the action-free era, remember? Yeah, just zero action, except for the part where the guys jumped off the wall and fell into the water, <laughs> which is pretty well, funny. I think the highlight of this whole thing, Bill being in, you know, a, a, a swimsuit and mm -hmm. lounging and being seen, um, was when he and his gun were climbing up a wall to get into a house. And we're seeing it, you know, from certain yeah, shots. going, look at his butt. Well, this is what I like. Watching this, and the, the guy goes up, and Bill is right behind him, and... And you said, I think that's really Bill. And I said, I do too. And at that point, Bill got to the top, and instead of climbing over the railing, he hopped to it. And we both at the same time went, yep. Does all his own stunts and does them with flair. It was so Bill. It's like the Captain Kirk jumps over that box that yes. he has to run out of his way to jar. In Galaxy Quest, when he does the shoulder roll, reason. yes, yes, <laughs> exactly like that. That is true. If you can make more action y, just you, you, you do. do it, you, you do. You that's gotta, that's shacking. I will say, I mean, he was, he was the most energetic thing in this episode, and it was Lee. <laughs> Everybody else was sort of phoning it in, they're sitting there. There were several reaction shots of like Jack Lord is talking, and actually, a shot of people listening to him who are showing. No reaction. I know. That? They, this they, was they, a stand around and stare squad. Oh, man. That's any reaction to anything. Nobody gets angry. Nobody gets upset. Nobody smells. Nobody laughs. They just have a zero expression on their face the whole time. Well, the funniest scene, and the one that really requires mystery science, was one where the four cops were all in a room standing yeah. and talking about the case and making these incredible leaps of logic that wasn't logic. And then every now and then, Jack Lord would go, now, Let's back up. And you're like, no! Oh. And everything they came up with, you're going, how did it get from there to there? Oh, just, oh. And uh, like you said, there's Bill. He's chewing out a pencil. He's smoking on <laughs> a natural manner. He's trying to talk around the cigarette. Yeah. He's doing a really bad job of it. 
he's he's gesturing and he's up and he's walking around and he's mm -hmm. acting his little heart out and oh and he can't save this just no, can't save no nothing could save nothing really. could save this um, and true to a, a show that was filmed in 1972 interior was just a slightly different shade of avocado green yeah the furniture the carpets the walls everything was there no other at that time no apparently there wasn't it was all banned except for avocado and they had used it all up in kitchens but apparently no. hollywood had hoarded a olive green it was just everywhere um let's see there were really good things there's a scene where bill calls his wife inez <laughs> and uh as he's saying goodbye to her he does a little kiss into the phone oh, it was so cute was... <laughs> of course bill does not just go First, he kind of looks around like, is yeah, anybody yeah. Then he, you know, sort of leans, leans in a little bit. Just so tiny. So cute. That was really cute. Um, and then, this was hilarious, of course. We're going, did he do her? Did he do her? Um, in the turning point of the plot, I guess, he's posing as a, a rich business who's going to get picked up by these girls. And then later, they take pictures of him fucking them. And that's the blackmail thing. So we had seen this happen to a businessman where there was a girl next to him on a bamboo trampoline. Apparently, that's what it was laying on. But for Bill, it was two girls. Of course, of course it, was. it was two girls, two beautiful girls. And, and it was asked that they were going to do him because when he realized it was two girls, so yes, you're luckier than you thought. You know, it's like, of course. Okay. And he did them. He did them. He did them both together. Both yeah. together at the same time. Yes. yes. So, that, I mean, that's a little nod towards Bill, and Bill being Bill, of course. Yes. So I like that. Yes, I, I that like was that very good. I thought that was neat. And, you know, they really do film a lot of it in Hawaii, and he mm -hmm. looked like he was a little sun at the end of the shoot. I could see his face yeah, was a little bit yeah. red. He's out there. Now, okay, um, and Bill's orange shirt, that was pretty, pretty... Uh, Mindful, I think. Yes. I mean, I know it was 1972 and the fashions were bad, but whoa, uh -huh. orange shirt. And then he had um, a, a yellow tie that was about yeah. six inches across. <laughs> With the big collars the big, the big wide ties. He was wearing a tie made of circus parker cringe. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So the cops are talking. I don't get that. I think this was very bad writing. At one point, the cops are talking about the girl who was murdered, right? right? Which is how they actually get into this case in the first place. There's a girl, well, no, actually, that's not true. It was who committed suicide that first got them interested in this case. And I still don't understand why the Atlanta police called Hawaii. I, I don't know. Okay. So the death that this girl has been murdered, and then they find out that she was a, a hooker, and then sort of leads them into it. Okay. And then they uh, hypothesize that there's this whole network of girls who are acting as eight to get pictures of these rich businessmen in compromising situations. Okay, so they're talking about the girl who was murdered, and they say, um, she was with these two guys, and she had only just met them, but she knew everything about them. How did they find that out? There's no way that they would have known that. We only know that because we saw the bad guys going over information about right. the men that they're targeting. There's no way that the police could have known that at all. There's no evidence for it. So that was... This was talk, talk. And you didn't necessarily have to make sense. Yeah, that, I mean, that just seemed like a, a really. I mean, bad there was thing. real temp. There was an attempt here to fill the hour, but there was not <laughs> an attempt here to fill the hour with anything that made any sense. Yeah, yeah. And um, they made a big deal in this episode about the fact that people in Hawaii were communicating with their operatives in the United States via telex in 1972. You know, was a big deal apparently. Mm -hmm. And they had this little commercial for telex in there, which is like, and we've got satellites all, you know, and they said, <laughs> it, 
cartoon of a satellite and they're <laughs> yes. showing all these different photos with their like machines and everything. It was like, come on. And the guys who work at Tele white lab coats for no reason apparently. And hover over and the hover machine. Them looking. So yeah. that was really bad. And I was thinking as we're watching the whole thing, why would the bad guys use Telex? Why wouldn't they just do it on the phone? <laughs> telex leaves a paper trail. Yeah. <laughs> they did because, have phone, uh, like Because uh, this episode was written vice president at Telex. Telex paid the money to be featured in and out of Hawaii mm -hmm. by the Oh man. Product placement. That was just terrible. Oh. Now, there was also a weird element of this that was thrown in for no reason that I could figure out. They, who was the head of the bad guys, Mr. Mm -hmm. Spear, looked like a reject from, uh, you know, Diego, Diego. Diego in 1969. Mm -hmm. he, he looked like Rodney Bingenheimer. He had octagonal glasses, and he was wearing, like, red velvet trousers mm -hmm. and long hair. And he was sort of supposed to be, like, this cool guy. And at the very beginning of the episode, it opens with his secretary bringing him a little red pill that he takes. Did you catch that? Yeah. Like acid or something? What was that supposed to be? Very, very strange. Your, your businessman pill? I don't, I, I don't know. Mother's little. But yeah, so, so he's supposed to be this super cool, you know, with it, hipster kind of guy, even though he's about 20 years too old to actually be one guy. Well, so what he was was a, a, a pathet, pathet, wannabe hipster. I guess And so. he was that type exactly. Well, that's true, but I don't think he's supposed to be a pathetic wannabe hipster. I think Hollywood had a lot of them. I, I, think, I think that was Hollywood's idea of what a hipster should mm -hmm. be like. So they just hired some schmo Nanza and said, you know, let's put some glasses and a wig on yeah. you and you'll look like It's kind of like the hippies were what Hollywood's yes. idea of what hippies were. Exactly. I think that's exactly what it was. He could have been a space. They they came from the same casting agent. Yeah. So that was just odd. Yes. And no one else was like that. He was just the guy who was like that. Uh, so what happened at the end? Um, the police are everyone. The end. Yeah. It's like, okay, police show everywhere. Mm -hmm. And like you said, everyone was in a circle pointing guns. <laughs> Which is not the best police no, procedure. No, no. And arrested everyone, including Bill. Including Bill. We're not quite sure why they were. I think it was with a deadly accent. I think you're right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I did like when he on the. That was good. Though. That was really good. That was a Bill move. I like that. He, you know, he's trying. He's putting his he's, own he's little stamp on things. Times, he's yeah. trying to get it out there. But that was just really strange. Uh, I mean. So I'm wondering, you know, did his agent come and say, "I guest spot for you on Hawaii Five-O? And then he read the script and he was like, oh, shit, this is horrible. No, those are the lost years where the agent called up, we have him, and Bill said, I'll take it. Yeah, and we'll fly you to Hawaii. Okay. Okay. Fine. Do you want to bring your girlfriend? No, there's girls in Hawaii. Girls <laughs> in the script. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that. Uh yeah, this this was bad, but you know, watched it now. Now we've seen it, we don't have to watch it. And we it can again. be really, really glad that um, Lord was not captain of the Enterprise. Oh yeah, very much so. I might have to do a little um, little cut of the scene where he hops up on the balcony because it's I so good. I was thinking that. Yeah, that was a real Bill move. So I wanted to say, um, I had read somewhere about Hawaii Five O that Jack Lord when they got to whatever season this was, season uh, five. This was on for a long time. I think it was on longer than that. Um, that means know, there's a number of people who watched it regularly. We used to watch it in my house. Really? I mean, I wasn't, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's what passed for television at that time. Yeah. Television. But I read that he got very demanding as the series went on. Bad way. He mm -hmm. wasn't a prima donna. But he basically didn't want to work very much. 
So his, instead of demanding huge amounts of money, what he said was, I only want to work two days a week. And we have to shoot all my scenes on those two days, and that's it. I'm not coming in any other day. And they, because he was the star of the show, mm -hmm. and they really couldn't replace him. He was so iconic. Yeah. And that's what they did. So you can see in this episode, he was, the scenes that he was in were all interiors, except for the scene at the end where they mm -hmm. rested them on the beach. And they clearly just knocked it out in two days. They were in his office, except for the one scene yep. where he went to the DA, which was probably just the set next door. Yeah. You know, um, I have heard of other stuff having deals like that and this one i don't know if this is true but I, I read this i believe in tv guide back when the show was on so we know it was true in my three sons mm -hmm. when they wanted to put that on they really really wanted fred mcmurray who was a movie star yeah. what this article said if i'm remembering I, I think it right, say. is that he said i don't want to do a tv series and they talked it by saying we will shoot all of your scenes yes. at the beginning of each year. The whole season. The whole season. Yes. I have, I think that was absolutely true. Yeah. And they just filmed everything out of order. And that's why there are so many scenes where he's just sitting there reading and a son goes, oh, hi, Chipper. How yeah. are you? Yeah. I'm fine, Dad. Yeah. That's true. That's amazing. I would love a job like that. <laughs> well, you get to be that famous. And in television, stars had that kind of power because... They couldn't get movie people to do TV. Yeah. Yeah. And those were faces, were no. So I just think that's totally fascinating. I mean, how interesting that Hawaii Five O on five seasons and Jack Lord was the star. He wasn't in every scene. No. You know, compare the star of Hawaii Five O to the star of Star Trek where right. William Shatner was in every scene, just mm -hmm. about a single scene. Yeah. You know? And that's a whole different kind of, of uh, like, work ethic. I mean, yeah. if they had said to Bill... Would you like less? No. No, of course not. He's the star. I'm the star. I should be in it. He has more screen time than anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. That was the point. So, very interesting. I will say... Um, one... Of course, he wasn't shooting things that were generally as boring as this. That's true. No. Maybe by season five. I'd been oh, I kind of shudder to think about that. Um, viewing Hawaii Five-0 now as an adult and having been there times, um, it was nice to see a lot of pretty location shots. So I thought that would have been a big appeal to people because sure. you know, it was very expensive to go back. And um, that they did use a lot of, I'm assuming, local actors yeah. you know, who were not white, which is cool. Right, you right. Know, there were a large portion of white people starring in this episode. It, and, and in in featured roles, continuous yeah. roles, um, what do you call them? The not staff. a crew. Yeah, staff. Yeah. Okay, is that what they're called? Yeah, the, the detectives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were mostly not white. And, and in even just the throwings where the, the um, officers were like questioning people, mm -hmm. I think all not white people. So right. it's nice to see. Yeah. You know, just um, more diversity on top. And actually reflective of Hawaii. I was going to say yeah. it would seem very fine if it was uh all white yeah so wow wow okay well that was boring let's hope so we do something i, a lot I think more we will have to pick something else um yeah. I, I think now i could really go for a drink after that i feel like I i'm with drink. you yeah I'm so with you. why don't we do that so that's our show we'll we'll say aloha Aloha. Aloha. We'll say it bad southern accent. Oh, man. What, and then the, the great scene where he said this very deliberately. I own, own you. you. <laughs> cringe. Cringe. Very cringe. So we'll be back next time with something that's not Hawaii 5 -0. Okay. Most definitely. It's a deal.